Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here we are at the top of the hill. What's up, what's up? It is podcast time. The Alt in Our Stars is the name of this podcast. I'm Chris Payne. I'm your host. And we're here in the... Billboard New York office with All Time Low. What's yeah. up, guys? That's a, what a clever name, by the way. The Alt and Our Stars. Thank you. You like fault? it? Are you getting it's that? Great show name. I read it on like you Strong. know we get we get what we're supposed to do every day, and mm-hmm. I read it, and I was like, Alt it, and I didn't really get it. And then as you said it, I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> you're like that's that, clicking. Yeah, now it's, it's clicking. all coming together. And you're I, like that dude's podcasts will not be nearly as funny two years from now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Just keep. I'm keep counting on that. I'm, I'm counting on that sequel. I'm counting on yeah, right. just keep Woodley's career way. going on. <laughs> Come on, you're like the one guy just showing showing up in Hollywood. Like you got to make this film. Make the third one, please. <laughs> I've never seen it. Have you guys? No. no. I think it's supposed to be really sad, right? Yeah. It's like a big bummer. My fiance really likes it. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So it's got to be good. So it's got to be great. Mm-hmm. She's got great taste. And you guys have movie. We'll talk about this later. I want to start with the new album, but you guys have movie things, big screen in the works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird, super weird to be a part of anything like that. It's yeah. sort of you know, it's it's peripherally. It's not like we're the stars or anything. Yeah, we're we're definitely we were written into the movie. Um, the movie kind of it's called Fangirl, and it sort of like revolves around um, this high school girl who's not really sure where she's going in life, and uh, but she knows she loves making movies. Um, and so she's doing a film class, and her, her kind of final project for the year is to try and make like a some kind of documentary or, or something. And uh, she loses all her footage, and then at the last second decides to make something, basically chasing our band down because we're in we're in town playing a show. And she's so you got these two storylines of her being a big fan of the band and just wanting to come to the show, but then also trying to to make this movie. And and it's it's just fun. It kind of reminds me of like like Mean Girls. Yeah. Sort of okay, vibe. I like that. It's got like that sort of like kind of youthful tongue in cheek sort of thing, which is what kind of when we read the script, I was like, yeah, this is hilarious and mm-hmm. awesome. And it was cool for us because, you know, we were uh, basically we were playing on stage. That was when we were all in the movies, we mm-hmm. were a performance scene. And we're so used to doing that in a music video where like they need, you know, 15 shots up close of me playing drums, 30 of Alex singing. Yeah. But in this one, we're kind of just in the back. So just like, yeah, just go ahead and <laughs> mm-hmm. do your thing. Mm-hmm. It was so we easy. got it. And we're like, oh, this is easy. It was so easy. I was nervous that I had I had like one little scene uh, that I do like separate of the band and uh that was weird because it was like actual acting and not i'm not an actor well 
you know? You said I mean, that now. I, you'll see him in the film. Once you see wonder. the film, it will probably establish me as, a, as an actor, and I'll probably win some awards for it. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, like, like you're standing around people who actually do that for a living, and they're actually talented. Right. And then there's me just... Like shuffling my feet. The director's like, stop looking into the camera. Stop looking into the stop camera. Stop changing your voice so much. What? This is how I talk. <laughs> this is normal for me. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was a little intimidating. But um, Kiernan, the girl who plays the lead, and uh, is super, super awesome. And, and she's really cool in it and funny. And um, Meg Ryan's in it, which is cool. I've always wanted to, you know, be, ever since Top Gun, I've always wanted mm-hmm. to be in a movie with Meg Ryan. So that's I finally the only reason we started dream. this band was to get a weird weird route to being in a movie with somehow Meg Ryan. intersect with Meg Ryan it's <laughs> we, always... had, we had the start point and the end point we just didn't know how to get there mm-hmm. but yeah. we did it it's like six it. degrees from Kevin Bacon <laughs> yeah exactly. six degrees from Meg Ryan and you guys appear as yourselves you are all time low Correct. in the movie yeah we play ourselves which is okay. also nice because there's no again not as much pressure with the acting. And I think yeah. a lot of the movie was inspired because the writer of the movie came to an all-time low show with her kids mm-hmm. and was just like, wow, this is, you know, this kind of needs to be spoken about in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Just the rabid fan base. And, yeah, and it's just a cool voice to do it, cool medium to do it. Like, it's not it's not as obvious as you might think going yeah. the route that they did. It's cool. And it seems like even though you guys aren't in the movie a ton, maybe, if this fan is the main character of the movie and she's so obsessed with you, there must be a lot of all-time low still in the movie, yeah. even if you yeah, guys aren't I mean, on screen. And they did the research, too. Like, our crew guys, the guy that tore with us, like, they're in, their yeah, names they are like, in and stuff. It's kind of cool because, you know, on the outside, to any normal watcher, it's it's a great, mo- like a great fun movie. But then if you're, like, an all-time low fan, there's all these little Easter eggs yeah. throughout of, of just, like, little anecdotes mm-hmm. and stuff that people might, you know, unless you're a diehard all-time low fan, might not know. But they dropped those in there. Right. It, was, it was very clever how they did it. It was cool. Cool, cool. So got the movie, got the movie out there. More pertinent things, the album. Yeah. yeah. Today. Future day Hearts. Yes. Future Hearts. Yes. Today, Tuesday, April 7th. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. This will be up on Friday when it actually goes live. But today is the day that we're talking about the new album. So for people out there who have not gone through five or what is it? it's five album released like six. Six. six yeah i mean five full lengths six with we had an ep, EP yeah. yeah technical stuff but five and a half yeah <laughs> yeah totally so for people who haven't gone through multiple album cycles what is this day like how is it different from a normal day in the band or is it i mean it's a little different no it's very different i mean we've we spent a lot of last year working on this album you know and there's there's a lot of you try to admit that you try not to admit that there's pressure and expectations and things like that but there is you know there's you want you want to, we want to accomplish a lot of things. And so, um, you know, when this day finally comes, you're kind of like, we're, I've been super overwhelmed with the reaction of it. So it's been really cool kind of watching the excitement bubble up and, and people talking about it. And it's, Um, it is tough to gauge because each time a record comes out, you feel like it's the most, you know, anticipated and the most talked about, but I, you know, it's something about this one Mm -hmm. (laughs) more so than the previous ones. It just feels like there's a lot more buzz around it and there's a lot more, um, excitement, but with that comes a lot more expectation, which of course can cause anxiety, lack of sleep, and, <laughs> and all that. Hair, but, balding. Yeah, but it's amazing, man. It's great to be able to, you know, be in here in New York on release day and go to a lot of different press outlets and do all that. And uh, tomorrow we're off to London. It's like we're releasing a movie. We're just doing mm-hmm. the whole press it's, run for it's it. It's a lot. It's a lot, but it's it's really fun. And and the coolest thing is just like I said, like seeing the, you know, we have a really awesome fan base and a really kind of rabid vocal fan base, and so. Um, just seeing that kind of reaction and seeing it sort of, you know, 
my Twitter lights up and the Facebook lights up and, and all these things, people start reacting. That's that's the coolest thing. I, people have been sending me pictures of like where the album's charting on iTunes, like all over the world and stuff uh-huh. like that. And that that's always really rad. Like, you know, I think it's like, yeah, and it's it, just, you know, you, you it's I think we were number one in Kazakhstan. We got an email. We Saying we were number Congrats. one in Kazakhstan, so we so, did it. So we pretty much made it. At so this we could we could stop now. Yeah. Meg Ryan and Kazakhstan, <laughs> yeah. like the two big things for us. But it's tough because when you're making a record throughout the entire process, you're so in it that you love the record. I mean, you, it is all you do. You live and breathe the new record, and then you surround yourself with people that are going to go ahead and say this is a great record. You know, our manager's not going to say this thing sucks. Mm. Well, he might, but not to our face. <laughs> and behind us, yeah, right now. yeah. Your he... family and best friends aren't going to be like, eh, it was better last time. So you just you just love the record, and everyone around you loves it. But mm. until it comes out, you don't really get a real reaction. And so, as of now, you know, the record's only been out twelve hours or so. But so far, it's just been super, super positive. So, you know, unless that initial fan base is the only one that <laughs> like it, we're, we're in and good shape right it. now. Yeah, yeah, because like I think back to what it was like when I was in high school and getting really excited to go out and buy CDs, and then I think like with maybe more people my age, our age, that they're more into streaming now. But I definitely get the impression with you guys, like the fan base still buys a lot of physical CDs and, and vinyl too now. Right? Yeah, and even if it's just as like a novelty, you know, they might mm-hmm. only buy it uh, online and then just buy the record just so they have it. Um, I definitely think there's been a resurgence of, of yeah, especially with like you said with vinyl. Um, there's kind of this, yeah, there's a novelty thing. So I think, you know, a lot of people are getting it and owning it digitally, but then also, yeah, making a point to go out and being like, well, I want the artwork. I want the pictures. I want, you know, I want to nail the record to my wall, even if, you know, that's the only thing mm-hmm. you do with it. But um, there's still, it's still cool that you can go out and, and have that. For We've sure. always been super forward in the fact that we don't really care how you listen to our music. We care that you come out to shows and you do listen to our music. You talk about us. So we're happy with, you know, purchasing it, streaming it, downloading it illegally, like I do with our music. <laughs> Don't say that. Just with our music. I only download our music illegally. Oh, fair That's enough. It. That's fine. You, you've earned that. Yeah. I'll allow it. And you guys have this giveaway thing going on with the, 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 the pre-sales where there were Polaroid pictures yeah. and randomly inserted, and the people who get those special copies get a meet and greet. That's yeah, it, right? I don't want to say that we ripped off Taylor Swift, but, but we, we ripped did. off Taylor uh, Swift. I, you know right what? Huh, I didn't even think of that. We totally did. Oh, and I probably I should have. You I know what? I think, Taylor, I think at the end of the day, Taylor Swift ripped She off probably us, bit us. She probably heard us talking about we it. Were, we were talking about this years ago, and she, yeah, she probably, probably saw, overheard us in a bar in can't. Nothing's safe. Nothing <laughs> yeah. is safe. But it is kind of a cool idea. It reminds me um, when we were, you know, when I was in maybe it was high school or middle school, Blink put out Take Off Your Pants. And they had three different colored records, and I wanted to go out and be like, I want all three, and the same type thing. I'm not going to listen to all three differently, but mm. I want all three just so I can have them. And it's the same type thing. Like, it just kind of makes it like a collector's item almost. I remember you know? people go like actually being at the store, and like there was a way, there was a certain angle that you could hold yeah. that CD so yep. that you could see the CD see inside the color, it, yeah. and you knew which color you were getting. Because mm. I think each one had a different song on it. Too. Yeah, the, the bonus tracks. So there's like a reason to own each one. That was yeah, it was yeah. cool. I, I kind of like when when bands do stuff like that. It just makes it interesting. Like again, kind of makes it more of a a collector's piece rather than a just a CD, mm-hmm. you know, a coaster. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> yeah. And with the giveaway, I'm wondering when, because it's a, the grand prize is a meet and greet, what do you guys, how does that go? What do you normally talk about when just random things well, come up? That's a funny thing, because generally we do meet and greets. It's like, you know, 50 people. We do them every day at our shows. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, it, we don't do it like most bands. We don't sit at a table and just sign. We just hang out in a room and talk to the fans. And that, mm-hmm. you know, you have 30 minutes to get through 50 people or so. With one-on-one or one-on-four, I guess it would be, it's always like I think fans are often like a little too excited. Mm-hmm. And they get out of there. And I, th- I just imagine them being like, I didn't say anything that whole time. I didn't say a damn just word. stared yeah. at them. And then, so, you know, it, it's hard it to, varies. It's hard to break the ice. And we've been there. It is. I mean, we've yeah. all met people that we look up to. But You got to do it. Yeah. So hopefully, like, the fan that wins it or, you know, we, we if it's a one-person meet and greet, we definitely try to do something a little special, bring back to the dressing room to the bus. Not in, like, mm-hmm. a weird way. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> but, yeah. That's that's the opportunity that they're going to be winning when they win. It's Maybe we can have a drink with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always fun when you get when you get someone of legal drinking age. It's the only way to break mm-hmm. the ice, and then, really. And it's like, here, have a whiskey. Let's talk about life. What are you, 16? All right, fine. Take <laughs> out mom and dad for a whiskey <laughs> yeah, after the show. That's what it is, honestly. It's always, it's always the fan and then mom or mom and dad mm-hmm. and dad, and we just end up talking to the parents <laughs> as the kid just takes photos from far away. It's a different generation, different world we live in. <laughs> when you think of those, I'm sure there have been – probably thousands of fans you've meted and greeted are there any ones that are just really memorable like oh yeah that time you know what there's actually a lot of really cool stuff with our with our fans first of all we've had some people that are have been with us for years which is the coolest thing like there's a lot of a lot of our fans who i'm like very much familiar with yeah, at this point and this is like this is like all over the world like there are people who have followed us around the world there are people who you know like when we go to paris or when we go to italy or when we go to Australia, like I Kazakhstan. know that I, <laughs> I know that I'm gonna see like this one group of people, and they're always gonna be front row, and they're like they're just without fail always there, and I think that's really cool. It's comforting in a way. Yeah. It's like you know, I always say like when I go overseas or something, it's nice to see Starbucks or like the Apple Store, just because it gives you a little bit of sense right. of comfort. They are our Starbucks. They are our Starbucks. Yeah, one was there I swear last I'm night. Not getting Kyle. To say that. Little promo. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there is a, there is Comfort. an empty Starbucks. Um, Venti, I think. That's a grande. Grande. It's a grande ice coffee, right one now. pump classic. You better be getting paid for this, Ryan. It's a, it's a <laughs> ice cold. <laughs> There's also a small Poland Spring bottle of water on the table right now, you. so no yes, one gets, Poland so no one gets slighted. The only choice so for true refreshment. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. There's no way to make that sound like. No, it's so gross. <laughs> it sounds like a bong or it's something. Like up the throat. Um, it's nasty. Fans, but yeah, also like, fans often give us gifts, and through that. Um, they kind of can create a memorable experience. There's this one girl um, in England, Holly Chapman's her name, and Holly, she creates oh yeah, the un- most unbelievable. I call it fan art, but it's really just really good art. Mm-hmm. She does these she really cool like cartoons. Cartoon, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing style, and I really hope yeah, like you know we try to tweet her as much as we can and give her some notoriety because she really should have a future in that. So like things mm-hmm. like that, and you get to kind of use our platform to hopefully help out other people's talents. Right. 
What about all-time low fan fiction? Did anyone ever do that? <laughs> oh my god, dude! There's a world. It, there's a dark world out there. Dark. Dark's the way to put it. Like I'm all about like, oh, Alex has sex with a fan or something, and that's the fan fiction. But this is like <laughs> weird, like, like really personal stuff. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's it's very dark. There's a there's an interesting, strange corner of the internet that thrives on fan fiction, and mm-hmm. I don't go there often. When um, we were first starting off, we were like, yeah, check this out. This is funny. And then we're like, yeah, oh. What? And then it's like Where? it's like <laughs> me going down on the cast of Harry Potter. Yeah. Those are those are mm. the fan fictions we get. The detail is really what the level it's, it's it puts 50 shades of gray to shame. Yeah. Mm. It's just it's like, uncomfortable. It's not your mom's romance novel. No. It's with, a little, with a nice jack guy in the front of it's it. It's a little more smutty. It's it's Let's put it weird. Way. And mm. I rarely use the word smutty because yeah. that's something Because it's not 1940. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at that damn schmutt again. Yeah. Schmutt. Schmutt. <laughs> Mom, uh, it's Sports Illustrated. <laughs> oh, mom, where, where are you going with this? this my mom like, used to hide. Happen? My mom used to hide Sports Illustrated swimsuit editions when uh, they would come because I was Sports Illustrated. And you subscribed to it, so they just came. Well, they would come like once a month. You'd get Sports Illustrated, and then once a month, I wouldn't. I'd be like, "Where'd it go?" And my mom'd be like, ah, "The mailman must have forgotten it. Just we'll wait for next month." <laughs> Later, I realized she was hiding this swimsuit edition. <laughs> it was. It was probably Dennis. Yeah. Anyway, we can talk about that later. We can, we can read about that in the fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's plenty out there. Huh. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any fan fiction? I no, I do not have. <laughs> would you like to read us? Would you like to read us? Some? We're always we're always at billboard.com talking about maybe just posting fan fiction, but that never have a fan fiction blog. That would I would probably crush all our souls and make us feel <laughs> terrible, but that would probably do pretty well. Yeah. Hey. I don't, if you I don't touch on it. the right teen franchise, a little bit of like Five Seconds of Summer, Harry Potter, <laughs> Divergent, if you just touch on all of them, Divergent. Yep. somehow make them all in one. That's the that's the it's the perfect storm. That's one yeah. thing I don't really support is the fan fiction. I can't get into it. It's just so creepy to me. <laughs> it's it's heavy. It's definitely heavy. And it's never about me. It's always Alex and Jack. <laughs> Jealous. There it is. It's out. <laughs> he's just upset that he's never. Featured God, now I'm just gonna get an influx of weird fan fiction. <laughs> Damn it. Me and Voldemort. <laughs> That'd be a good one. I'd read that. I'll write it. I'll write it tonight. So anyway, let's talk about the album. Okay, yeah, man. So less less smutty topics less of discussion. More rock. Yeah, yeah. So with so many albums now, when you put the set list together for when you tour behind this pretty soon, like what songs from the new album? Because you can't play. Well, maybe you could, but without without disowning the rest of the catalog, right. you're probably gonna have to pick and choose from the new album. So which songs do you think will get played and why? That's a tough question to answer because, I mean, at first it's kind of obvious. Like, we, we put out um, a few singles before the record came out, and so we were touring during that time, and, and it's sort of just easy. Like, you play the stuff that's out because mm. that's what people are going to know. Um, but now that the whole record's out and, like, we're seeing, you know, people start tweeting at us about, like, what their favorite songs are, and, and you know, you kind of watch, like, the, the little popularity spikes on, like, the digital downloads and stuff like that. We do try to, like figure out what's gonna go off the best like we're we're really our live show is very heavily based on crowd interaction and and sort of um catering to our audience and stuff like that so we always want to you know put the best songs forward um so it's going to be an interesting like time sort of figuring out what works best for our show it's a big balance between what we think we should play and what the fans you know want to hear and figuring out which songs translate best i always want to play like the weird shit that no one wants to hear but that but. that's truly like it, it's true. We have six records, so figuring out a set list that isn't four hours long is really mm-hmm. difficult. And you don't want to play the same songs 
over and over again that you've been playing for the past 10 years. But, um, you know, I think we do a pretty good job, and we tour enough that, like, you know, we tour generally two or three times in the States per year. So we can kind of sprinkle in new ones every now and again. But we also don't want to be the band that puts out a new record, like you said, and that's all you hear. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still very much... Um, so we're committed to our old catalog as well. Totally, and and I think we do a good job of of, of spreading it out. It keeps it fun too, like with with the old stuff. I mean, even, like you said, like when there's songs that you've been playing for seven years or whatever, even if they are getting a little stale to you, if it's the ones that are going off live, like it kind of keeps it fresh. You know, just seeing the crowd's reaction, right? That they're not keeps it fun. There, you have to always keep in mind they're not hearing it as often as you're playing. Yeah, exactly. it. Like mm-hmm. if I go to see Foo Fighters and they don't play Everlong. I'd be like, oh man, but I've only heard that live like three or four times, even though they probably played it 900 times. <laughs> so you have to think of it like that. Like, just because you play it every day doesn't mean the fans are hearing it every but day. But they always play it. They always play it. Now take a cue Love from, you, Dave. Take a cue from Grohl. That's a fan fiction I'd read. <laughs> yeah, and actually, my favorite song on the album was the last track. The oh, name right. escapes me. It was something Old Scars Future, Future, Old Stars, Future, Future Hearts. Hearts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I Thank feel you. like a lot of times the last song is kind of one that gets forgotten. Yeah. Sometimes. sometimes so yeah, yeah. I think that one would come off really well live awesome yeah thanks, thanks man yeah it's that that one's definitely like kind of a high energy we wrote that one with the live show in mind for sure mm-hmm. that was one um, of the last ones too that we actually yeah. wrote yeah, yeah that perfect one perfect together. record closer that's the other thing for us i feel like the last tracks sometimes do get buried on an album but i've i feel like we've always made a point to try and end our records like yeah. on, a, on a high um so. it kind of it makes i like the thought of ending a record and like being re-energized and be like, okay, let's do it again. Yeah, like, you, I want to start that over. Not mm-hmm. like, okay, time for bed. Right. Cool. Cool. Um, so let's play a little bit of uh, one of those singles on the album. It's Kids in the Dark. They left us alone. Another thing I wanted to ask about the album, like as you guys are getting older, like Alex, you said you're engaged now. Do you ever find it challenging to write lyrics that your your younger fans, like maybe the more teenage fans, can still connect to and music they can connect to? Um, yes and no. I think I think it's been kind of interesting working on this record because this record really does. Uh, we we sort of pulled from the past um, on a lot of the content. Like I kind of thought back to when I was. You know, first graduating high school, first starting this band, first getting out on tour, um, all the all these kinds of moments um, that led us to where we are now. And I was uh, there's a lot of the songs that I, I sort of tried to write from a perspective of being my younger self. Um, you know, I think specifically like there's a song like "Don't You Go" on the record that um, is written from. You know, I tried to write that with the voice of a 19 year old me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think you know that that helps. And then I think also like some of the stuff, some of the stuff that the record deals with is pretty universal. You know, I think um, there's there's stuff that is going on in my life that I think as long as you write about it the right way, you know, as long as I'm not like fucking taxes, <laughs> you know, like I think there's a way. To, I think there's a way to kind of planning songs. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> songs about the registry. I don't want to pay for flowers, man. No, I, like just just shit like that where you can you can kind of craft things in a way that keeps it open-ended enough that anybody can listen to it and sort of latch onto it and relate it back to their own their own trials and tribulations i suppose yeah i've always felt that lyrics that you connect with the most they might not necessarily be written about what you you're attributing them to you know what i mean like so in in his case yeah in that sense these fans will 
kind of attach themselves to those lyrics based on what they're going through at the time. And then a year later, it might be something else. So, yeah. Yeah, you hope you hope that that connects. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, it's like, again, I think you just you always have to I think if you write honestly as well, people are going to find a way to, to relate. Yeah, I think, I think there's ways to do it that like, you know, you don't have to be. I'm trying to think of an example like when Springsteen makes a new record, he's not writing about like getting a prostate exam and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's there's ways to there's ways to write around. Mm. That is a song we could all relate to. Hey. <laughs> there's a market out At there for point. a prostate exam song. Maybe it'll be on our next record. <laughs> yeah, and like I just thought of with Blink, and they're coming up again. They probably did yeah. a lot of interviews with you guys, but when they were making like, you know, I think from Enema to Jacket to self-titled, they were really connecting with like the teenage crowd and they were like around your age at that time. Yeah. I thought it came off really naturally. Sometimes you'd think like, huh, he's singing about like being, was was he even 23 when he? No. Yeah. No, that, they wrote they that record they were like 28. Old. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, huh, but they're, they're I'm going go yeah, yeah, like, yeah, totally. It works. <laughs> and it kind of just makes you think like, okay, well, there was a time that he was 23 or there was, was a time once, when he was in college mm, age. He was so. once 23. Yeah. So it just, you know, it just makes sense as long as the, the music around it fits it and everything. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. don't really, you don't question it. Totally. And the lead in there, well, Mark's on the album. Yeah. yeah man. How about that? Yeah, really cool. Um, we were super lucky with this record that we got a couple of our buddies who have who we used to really look up to, still look up still to. There, yeah. Um, but it's kind of come full circle, and we got a couple him, Mark and Joel from Good Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, on the record. And uh, yeah, it's just it's really cool when you kind of can work and collaborate with people that you're close with, people that you're friends with. I think that's always. It, to me, that's always cooler than just reaching out to some random popular name at the time and be like, hey, do you want to sing on this song Like mm-hmm. for no reason? Especially um, when it makes sense, Like especially with Mark's case, lyrically, it just fits so well. And it was just such a totally. perfect perfect um, setup there. So Yeah, so that was, a, that was a big one for us because, like I said, it was, you know, I spent many years in my room trying to play blink songs mm-hmm. so it's it's cool to see it come come around and the way it happened was really cool too in that it wasn't in like a really big studio with an engineer behind the desk and a producer in the room it was just it, it was me alex jack and mark at mark's house doing the vocal and mm-hmm. so it, the fact that it was just that it was very intimate very cool and you know alex could kind of direct mark the way he wanted and it was amazing and yeah the, his voice is perfect for the song great time love you mark indeed love you so much mark. we love you so much mark <clears throat> and it's called tidal waves We'll play a little yeah. bit of, of it in a second, um, but just wanted to backtrack because you guys, like, I remember when you guys first started out, you guys were always sort of tied with Blink and how much they inspired you guys. Yeah. Like, I remember when you guys did the underwear photo shoot, <laughs> kind of reminiscent <laughs> of the What's My Age Again video yeah, and sure. all that. I remember reading some article, I think it was on Absolute Punk, that on some school, there were, you had folders, I think, that had that picture on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they were banned girl, in the like, school. Yeah, so, some girl got suspended yeah. for having the picture. I remember that now. Holy crap. Yep. Yeah, we, like, didn't we reach, out, we reached out to the school and we, we were, were like, probably it's so our like, fault. We were probably, no, we were probably like, you know what? You don't understand you don't punk. Need you don't understand punk rock like we do, <laughs> Principal Patskowski. You don't need it. Um yeah, I felt so bad about that because she like I don't even think she was like trying to be a dick about it. She it was just, just like in opened her locker, her, I yeah. think. Yeah, mm-hmm. she like opened her binder and someone saw it and thought she had porn or something. <laughs> I love the idea of her having porn just lining her <laughs> locker. Just her locker. Just a bunch of naked dudes. She's the yeah. fan, she's the one that writes the fan fiction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Blank definitely. I mean, when we started this band, our idea was you know, and we still to this day is you know, let's take the music and take the live show when we actually play really seriously. Let's not suck live, but 
we're still in a band. We're not accountants. We're not doing this as a job. It's fun. So we can always have fun with it. So Blink, you know, their live show is a huge influence and still is. Green Day is the same way. Foo Fighters, all those guys, just they all have fun on stage. It's not like they're being forced to go up there. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I saw, like, growing up and, and when we started this band, I saw so many bands that took themselves so seriously on stage and there was kind of, like, almost this atmosphere of, like, do these guys even want to be here right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, I sort of swore that when we started music, like, we'd never, I never wanted to do that, you know? Like, I wanted to, I wanted to write music that connected with people in a serious way, but not, you know, not celebrate the other end of that and go up and be like, Hello, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And on a more like, you know, selfish level, it also makes fans want to come back and see you next time because they're not just watching the record live with, you know, they have to be there to experience the actual live show because it is an experience. It's not just us playing. It's it's a whole show. Yeah. You don't I I never want to go to a show and just see a band play the record. Right. Verbatim. Mm -hmm. You know, I like I think it's more fun when there's a little bit of like banter between songs An unknown. Yeah. Just something different for sure to change it up. A little spunk. Indeed. Yeah. Pizzazz. Pizzazz. And you know, with the drama they've had lately, do you think Mark from, you know, I don't know if how much you've kept in touch with them, but do you think they're in a good place now moving forward, keep doing Blink things? I really do. I think uh, I think the move is best for everyone involved. I mean, I don't know enough about it to really speak on it too much, but, um, you know, I think, I think Blink is going to do great things going forward <clears throat> the way they are. And I think, you know, Tom seems to have his mindset on these other things that, that don't necessarily uh, line up with what Blink was trying to do. So I, I, I'm happy for both parties involved, you know, kind of taking a step up, taking a step back and like, you know, reevaluating and yeah. doing, doing their own thing. And I think Skiba brings something really cool to Blink, like yeah. as a, as a fan of Alkaline Trio and, and as a fan of Blink and the whole thing like really gets me excited. I know there are some people out there that are like, it's never going to be the same. Tom, it's not Blink. <laughs> but, you know, I think the essence of what Blink is is still there. And, and Skeeb is such a talented dude and so good at writing. I think they're going to, if they do write a new record yeah. with that lineup, I think it's going to be awesome. And if yeah. you watch those videos, I, you know, I didn't get to go to the shows, but you watch the videos of them on stage and it, it looks like they're having the time of their lives. Mm-hmm. So It looks fresh. Yeah, yeah it looks fresh. It's fresh. So hopefully, you know, everyone's happier than they were a month or two months ago, whenever it was. And, the, you know, the future is happy on all fronts, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I heard, uh, Matt was Matt, Matt Skiba was on Tom or was on uh, Mark's podcast, and they yeah. just sounded like it, I think it was just like in a break from rehearsing. They sound like they're having a blast, and yeah. like it won't really be the same blink. No, but sure. at the same time, it's just really cool. Like exactly, I, it's like I liked it... them even. I think I liked Alkaline even more than Blink. You yeah, know? yeah. So it was. No, it is cool. It's lot, really so. you just have to accept the fact that yeah, Tom's not up there. It's still Blink One Eighty Two songs. It's still Blink One Eighty Two. Just a new take yeah. on. Yeah, totally. I, I I think they're they're all really good friends. So I think there's going to be cool chemistry there. And I, yeah. like I said, I think if they do write new music under that, like kind of with that lineup, I think it's going to be sick. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's play a little bit of Tidal Waves featuring Mark Hoppus. Tell me how you really feel. Write it on the bathroom wall. If anyone was watching, I know you'd say nothing at all. We should probably talk about make the connection with the Baltimore punks. You got the Orioles <laughs> shirt on there. Yes. Alex. Dude, I get so I get so bummed out. There's like this new trend of people wearing Orioles stuff. Because they're good now. And they well just the it's, logo. It's awesome, but like people like have latched on to just the logo. Like I'll be overseas or something, and I'm like, oh, Orioles hat, go Orioles, and they're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, come on. All the time, I live in California. All the time, mm-hmm. I see Orioles hats. I'm like, hey man, you from Baltimore? They be like, 
no, why? I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we got we got a lot of hometown love. I think Baltimore is one of those cities that when you're from Baltimore, you're sort of even though it's a small city and, and yeah. you know, for in the past it hasn't really been known for the greatest things. Um so like wire. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when we say Baltimore, ever, the first thing anyone ever says is, "Oh, the wire." It's oh, like, you do heroin. Yeah, it's like that's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Um but at this, no, like it's it's one of those sort of small towns that, uh, well, small cities that is first of all it's coming up in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but second, it's there's a lot of pride. People are very proud from Baltimore. Yeah. You and the Maddens on the album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. And and so it was really cool to get that Maryland tie in there. You know, again, that was sort of a band that we grew up listening to, and they they sort of took us under their wing at an early age and like sort of showed us the ropes and, and, and those dudes have always been like, they're intimidating looking guys like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, but they've always been the nicest, absolute nicest people always helping us out and guiding us along the way. And yeah, there's some of the best people around. So, um, and so talented it was, yeah, Joel and I actually wrote that song together. Um, and, uh, we we wrote another song that's I think it's a bonus track on the re- one of the versions of yep. the record too that that I wrote with Joel and Benji. How the story ends, and um, it, it's kind of cool because I feel like both songs sort of capture like sort of airs of what they've done in the past. You know, I think there's this song, the bonus track, How the Story Ends, really has like an, a nod to like older Good Charlotte and yeah. stuff on it, and then mm-hmm. Bail Me Out sort of has this feeling of like kind of what they've been doing with the Madden brothers. Yeah. Summer vibe. And we, yeah, we, we wanted to write just this kind of like more recent clash esque kind of police E sort of thing. That was just kind of like a feel good. Someone called it surf rock, which really, which really weirded me out. Cause Mm -hmm. I I never thought that, but um, yeah, it was cool. And we wrote it and, and uh, I sang it myself. And when I sang the whole song, I was like, needs Joel. Like Joel sounded so good on this, so we we asked him if he'd be a part of it, and uh, he came back and and laid down vocals, and it works way better as a yeah. It's as a cool duet. way to do it too. It's not just like he does a verse; like it, it's kind of back. You sort and of forth. switch yeah. off, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. And the voices work well. It together. makes the song really fun. I just think it's like an interesting listen, and it's a, it's something a little bit different for for our band. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm into it. I love those guys, and, and there you will never meet anyone that has more Maryland pride than yeah. really. Than the oh Maryland my brothers. gosh, they are. They are into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are intense. And where they're from in Maryland, I'm not a bad area, but it's, it's not like it's not like Baltimore. It's 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 no, a little bit far they're from, off. They're from like kind of outside of Baltimore. They were from Waldorf. Right? Yeah, and and the, the, their pride is so strong. It's Maryland great. pride because they, they're they're like <laughs> and the thing is they're closer to D.C. too. So yeah. they have like they have like Baltimore and D.C. pride, which are two very like gnarly mm-hmm. uh, kind of like very pride filled. Washington D.C. is also yeah. Your yeah. People are very proud there as well. So yeah. It's, it's they get both. They're like Redskins, Ravens, and, Orioles, and, everything. And let's be real, there's not a ton of music that makes it out of Baltimore. There's really not. I yeah, mean, it's true. Cisco, Cisco did. Cisco, <laughs> sure, Cisco. Um, good Charlotte, <laughs> us. You know, we made it out. Um, it was a band, SR seventy one. We made it out. Yeah, it's like, just not that much. So when it, when it's a wasteland. When, yeah. Well, when you get to you know expand your career beyond the tri-state area, Maryland, Virginia, yeah. all that. There is a certain amount, there's a certain club that you fit into, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, there there are like a it's a small handful of bands that made it. I think who Jimmy's, else? Jimmy's, Jimmy's Chicken, Chicken Shack, Shack OAR, mm-hmm. OAR, OAR is from Maryland. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely some some names that are they're easily like recognizable, but it's not a ton. Like it's it's not like a New Jersey or a Detroit or a you know California California or anything like that where there's just a million. New York, <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> the Giant Peach. Um. Yeah, so it's cool. It's cool to be. We're we're proud to be from there, and it's cool to be you know one of those bands that 
has had a go from Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. I remember last year I did this big project where I tried to find a musician fan of, of every Major League Baseball team. <laughs> and I interviewed them and had them preview the season. And Joan Jett was apparently a huge Baltimore Orioles fan. Yeah, right? really. So she was that. my Orioles rep. That's amazing. I heard that. That's she so from Maryland? I don't know. We'll look this I up while we're going here. I forget the backstory of it, but I know she did the fantasy camp with the Orioles back in the '80s. So she actually like played with ex players. So rad. She's really into it. Go Joan. Jett. Go, go Joan. I support that <laughs> totally. I support you, Joan. Baltimore pride. Yeah, it's it's again very. If you're if you're if you have some kind of connection, there's there's usually a lot of mm. pride there tied to it. And uh, she's yeah. from Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah, so it's right there. Close enough. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> Way to go, Joan. Thanks, Joan. We love you, John. Oh, man. She's basically actually Maryland. Yeah, she's as East Pennsylvania as you can be. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to claim Joan. You're ours, Joan. Joan is ours. We got Joan. So, um, so, yeah, that's pretty much everything I have at my end. So Awesome. Yeah. New album, Future yeah. Hearts. Dude, best thanks, one yet. Thanks so much for having us on. It's, yeah, it's for our, sure. It's thanks for coming down. I appreciate it. I, I like it here. I've been, I, I kind of feel bad because this whole time we've been talking, I've been like just staring yeah, at it. Oh, it's, beautiful a, it's a great view. It's so rad. I mean, it's like, kind of a, kind of not the best day, kind of overcast yeah. and dreary, but. We, we, lost in we played on the, uh, that's the Empire State Building right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. We played on the roof of there yesterday. We did an acoustic oh, sick. thing. Yeah, it was kind of rad. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I've never done anything like that. I hadn't been since I was like eleven. I've never been. So that was kind I've of... actually never been like to the base of it either. I've never know. been. I've lived here from so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if you want to go, I know a guy. <laughs> I can hook it up for real though. Seriously. <laughs> mm. Thanks for having us on, though. Man. Yeah, this for was sure. Great. Very in depth. I liked yeah. it. So that concludes another episode of the Alt and Our Stars podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast by clicking on the iTunes link towards the bottom of the store. You can also listen to archived episodes down there. Got Pete Wentz, New Politics, Screaming Females, lots of fun stuff. Check it all out. We'll be back next Friday. Until then, have a great weekend, guys. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.